Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be live every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. I'm sorry to start with so much energy. I am I am at least a few sips into my coffee, so good things are happening. Katie Miglin's in the house. I'm headed to a school in an hour and we're doing listener questions. So we'll be right back after this opening commercial. Get ready for the fun. Make sure to comment where you're listening from and say hello. We always love reading those comments. Hey everyone, welcome back to Teach Better Today. I will just let you know that that commercial played and Katie Miglin yawned the entire time. <laughs> Clearly, I need more coffee today. You can have a sip of mine. I, I probably have like four sips left. Do you want some? Well, and yours is the good Nespresso that I like. Yeah, see, I am here to please. If anyone needs to come over for coffee, feel free. Um, hi everyone, good morning. How's your morning going? So good. Yeah, it's it's bright. It's early. You're going to a school today, which is always fun to kind of get out of office, which is funny because whenever I reference like in office, out of office, people are always like, aren't you all at your houses? But don't you agree that there is this like difference when someone is out of office, meaning they're not on email, they're not available. Like for us, you know, we can obviously always text each other, but there's like a disconnect. Doesn't it like feel different in your day? Yeah, Jeff and I have discussed this, that days that I'm at schools, which is like, I don't know, I feel like this, like recently, it's like going to be like once a week, whatever. But this week was twice a week, twice this week. Um, Days that I'm in school buildings, I consider a non-work day because I'm not getting any work done. I'm just like hanging out with teachers. (laughs) And And it does feel like it's work, travel, like... Shout out to Chad who travels a ton. I I don't think I would feel the same if I was in Chad's life. Like yeah, because he travels four to Chad travels four to five days a week. So yeah, his travel is work, but my to do list is not what I'm doing in school. So I'm not going to get anything on my to do list done. And you and I, it's different than our day to day typically. So like I sometimes love like the break of being able to like go hang out with other adults, like being in meetings and stuff, obviously we're around adults, but it does feel different when you're like going to a school, the energy is different. And so sometimes it is kind of fun to just like get out of the house and go see a school and have fun with students and teachers and, you know, whatever. So yeah, where are you I headed love, yeah so I love this district. I'm headed to a district about an hour from my house. It's Plano, Illinois. We've been working, yeah, we've been working with this district for Ever. three or four years, yeah, forever. And there's a bunch of buildings. We've worked with all the buildings, but I'm specifically going to two buildings today. So I will get to hang out at the high school for a little bit, which is high school teachers implementing the grid method. And that's always fun because that is just purely like classroom observations. Like I literally walk in, very little schedule. I bring my phone and a notebook and I just get to like, pop into random teachers' classrooms, um, say hi, hang out, sometimes interrupt in a funny way, and like also give strategies. So some teachers will specifically be like, hey, Ray, come second hour, I'm struggling with, 
classroom management? Can you come help me with that? Or um, like one teacher I know is has specifically as a co-teacher they're working with. So they're trying to figure out like their vibe, both being teachers in the classroom together. So that'll be the high school. And then I'm headed to a elementary school, but I love this building. So it's just second and third grade in this building. That's it. Just second and third grade. And these teachers are awesome. Like I know sometimes we walk into schools and there's educators of all different types. These teachers are awesome and they all have different personalities, but they all are killer in the classroom. And I Loved it. The last time I was there, I was there for three hours and I walked into, I got to pop in similar classroom observations to the high school, but pop into eight different second grade classes. And so many. Oh my God. But they are the coolest. So this is what I saw last time I was there, by the way. It was so cool. So they all planned to have me there during their math class block. So it was a variety of different time lengths of time, depending on the class, because, you know, elementary, they kind of all operate a little bit differently. But um, essentially, it was somewhere between like 30 minutes to 60 minutes of math. And I was they all co-planned together. So they were all doing the same type of work in the same way. But of course, with teaching styles, their implementation was all different And so I got to pop into a variety of different things, everything from full group, mini lessons, exploration activities. And then a lot of them during that period of time transitioned into station work with four different stations that students rotated. Anyway, it was so neat because not only did these teachers all implement the same thing a little bit differently, but the other, there's two classes specifically who teach solely in Spanish. So I don't speak Spanish, but I got to observe two Spanish teachers teaching the exact same lessons that I had been observing all day. And it was the coolest thing to be able to give feedback to teachers that I've seen the content because I've been previously observing it. They're doing the same types of activities, but speaking a completely different language. Every student in the classroom was speaking Spanish. Um, Oh my, I'm just like blown away by these teachers, mm-hmm. enthusiasm, energy, like dynamic station work. It was just, it was the coolest observation I got to do last time I was there. So in summary, this time I'm going kind of to follow up on that conversation and uh, work with their, um, what's it called? Their, uh, not intervention. It's a coach, uh, instructional coach. Instructional oh. coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hang out with their instructional coach and talk about content alignment. Cause when I was there, their implementation was so spot on with their mini lesson stations, all aligned to a similar standard. They were actually working on counting, um, and addition and subtraction, but they're not doing that on a consistent basis. So we're trying to figure out some work to do with them that create some of that scalability in the content in being able to do really, really good instruction every day of the week and not just on Tuesday, but then like mm-hmm. and Thursday aren't as dynamic. So anywho, I'm so excited to go to this district. I love, I love this work. Well, you bring up a couple interesting points. I was working with a school, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and they kind of asked, you know, the question, which I'm sure you've gotten asked too, of like, when you left the classroom, like why, or, you know, what was your, like your plan or whatever. And, you know, and I always get the same answer of like, 
this was totally just a perfect timing. I wasn't like running from the classroom. It was just kind of a good time for a change. And one of the teachers said, well, I'm sure you're learning a lot. And I was like, honestly, it kind of caught me off guard because I was so often, I'm so worried that when you're not in the classroom, you know, we see this all the time with educators who are removed from the classroom because of their role changes for whatever reason, they lose touch. It's like the phrase, they lose touch with reality, you know? Yes. And so I have been, I know you and I have had conversations about this before of like, we can't do that. That's why we maintain friendships with people who are still in the classrooms. We try to go to schools and visit as often as possible. But it was such a good perspective for me to remind myself of like, if I stayed in the classroom, yes, I would be getting the perspective of the classroom teacher, but my world would still only be my school, my district, my classroom versus now you and I both have shifted. We get to have conversations with the educators all over the country. We get to see how schools are ran, how the, the system changes depending on where you're at in the country which is giving us so much more value in learning than if we stay in the classroom. And it's just a different type of learning. It's not one way is better than the other, but I had never like thought of it that way. That's so true. Well, in full transparency, that's why I love that we have like the Teach Where Talk podcast or this show, because we all are in different instances in education and we only get better by sharing. And so yeah. Well, right now I'm not sharing, oh, this is what I'm doing with this specific student in my classroom. I am able to share like, this was something I saw in a second grade classroom that I know is going to go really well with somebody else. And now we can all create this bucket of resources that we can pick from. So um, that's, I think that anyone doing professional development, traveling all over, seeing so many things around the country, if they're not sharing they're doing a disservice to education. Like we have to find ways for teachers to share out what's going on in their classroom and for us to share out what we're seeing in classrooms so we can create this like melting pot. It's so exciting. I don't know if you, I mean, you and I have not been out of the classroom a long, long time. This is like year two for me, but I had a former colleague the other day ask me like, if you came back, would, do you think you'd be a different teacher? And I was like, absolutely. Like there's a hundred different things I would do just because I've gained a different perspective. Would you agree? Yes. But I also would say that even just reflecting on your classroom, which I got to see a lot of working together with you, I hope that you've also seen a lot of things that have affirmed things yes. that you've, things that you did in the classroom. You're like, well, now I would never go back. I would have to always do that because I've seen yeah such a great impact, not only in my doing with students, but also in sharing that with other educators and seeing them implement that same idea. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But just like, just your perspective changes, which is so like, not at all what I think people always think and myself included. So maybe, I don't know if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, Doug, Katie, like, sorry, it took me a while to figure this out, but um, it's important for us as educators, no matter what role in education we play, that we continue to learn and challenge ourselves and get different perspectives, experience different things, kind of think outside the box because that does ultimately help our students be better as well. So good. Thanks for listening to the show, friends, and always adding the comments because that is helping everybody, not just Katie and I, not just yourself being able to celebrate your accomplishments, but also other viewers of the show to be able to learn from one another. That's a huge part of 
why we are not just the teach better team that does professional development, but we are a teach better family that builds a network and the network is the value. We'll be right back. We're going to head into our team talk section, but if you are in a school that is interested in having the team come out and do any sort of professional development with you, brainstorming, just hanging out, classroom observations, we love this stuff. You can even specifically request Katie or I, or both of us, because we're even better together when we travel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can head over. Podcast is great. Try doing uh, with us. Oh my god! Imagine being in a PD multiple multiple hours. Um. Anywho, head <laughs> over to teachbetter.com/slash/professional-development. You can literally pick what you're looking for, or make something else up that isn't on the website, and we'll be there. We'll be right back. <laughs> the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team gets to be live every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening on all the social media platforms or even on Teach Better Talk podcast. Also, if you've not gone over to YouTube and subscribed, please make sure you do that. Even if you're not a YouTube person, subscribers help us reach more educators. We really appreciate being able to add new faces to our network Katie, we are diving into a listener question, and I read the comments from yesterday's show. People liked that you randomly chose a number, and I want you to do it again. So our listener question is not prepared in advance. I'm going to tell you to pick a number, one through 116, and uh, we're going to do that listener question before we wrap up our show, even though we're like kind of already out of time. I don't care. Eight. Eight. Oh, I have to scroll like the way opposite direction. Yeah, I know. That's why I did it. Oh, ha! this is a big one. All right. Well, should we save it for another day? Do you want to pick one that's like? <laughs> I feel like, no, we're going to do this one, but then just know that there's a lot with this. So if you are in the comments and you have anything to add to this topic, Please it. add it in the comments so that we can build on this because there's no way we'll be able to cover this entire concept in like three and a half minutes. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited and nervous. Okay, ready? Go. You should be. Okay, this question. They are requesting for tips and tricks for students that need work with executive functioning skills. You thought this was one we should cover in like four minutes? <laughs> no, I didn't. I literally said, hey, we oh can't cover this. All right. Can we first start by defining executive functioning? Because yes. Yes. everybody Let's is get, different. I'm in language. Okay. Do you do you want to jump in and then I can jump? You in give your mind. definition. I'll add to it. Okay. So executive have a opinion about it. Okay. Executive functioning is going to be the skills that allow a student to be successful. They're those lifelong skills, mm -hmm. um, skills that help them with organization, communication, um, social problem skills solving. can be included, problem solving, all those things. So. How can we help students that are that are struggling with these types of things? Um, I would say two things specifically come to mind, but they're very big concepts. Okay. One is 
to set up routines that allow them to practice executive functioning on a consistent basis. And we can dive in more to that if we want to. Um, the other is that we, like, we can't assume they have the skill if we haven't taught it. Yeah. So even if it's not going to be a part of your routine, teaching the skill first before you fault it is important. Katie, jump in here. Help help a girl. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. I think the second thing you said is kind of easy to just navigate in a simplistic form of you can't assume they know something if you haven't directly taught it. We know that there is a very long list of skills in the executive functioning realm that we should be able to expect students to know, especially after a certain point in their schooling. You have a junior in high school role in your classroom. Yes, you might be able to, in your head, justify it. However, if you have not directly taught it, you cannot, you can't fault a student for it because you have no idea what their actual background is in the context of it. And they also have been exposed to a lot of different educators at that point. So the level to the degree to which that executive functioning skill has been taught or expected might vary. But I'm going to add to your first one a little bit, and then we can kind of dive okay. into it. So the routines, 100% you guys know routines are my jam, checklists are my jam, all the things. But also I think we have gotten kind of to the extreme and that we set all the parameters up for students and we have forgotten to let them fail and to learn what a natural consequence is. And I'm saying that almost as if there's a mirror on the screen because I am finding that with our like five-year-old, which I know is pretty young in school world, but I'm finding that with our five-year-old is we try so hard to put all these parameters of like, here's the checklist, here's the next step, here's all the things like, you know, we're thinking through all the pieces. And the part that I'm finding we have neglected is the what happens when you crash and burn have you, are you learning from what that consequence is, the natural consequence? And I think sometimes as educators, we forget that there is value in that, in that moment as well. Yeah. I mean, what happens if you always have a checklist and what happens when you don't have one? That makes sense. Well, and like, you know, little things like the older kid gets is like, okay, I don't have a pencil. So what's an, what's the initial natural consequence? We know as educators, the consequence we might project that on students, but has a student actually been able to feel what happens when you don't bring a writing utensil to class? Sometimes we don't want them. And I, I'm saying this completely like in my classroom, I was like, nope, figured out. Here's a pencil. You know, here's how you get it. But I think sometimes we are so quick to like give them the solution that we like they never learn. Like, well, why would I need to bring a pencil? Because she gives me one every single day. You know what I mean? Like yes. just the little things. Yeah, I think a lot of these skills, I would encourage everyone who's processing how to best support students with, with these types of skills. We need to find ways to integrate them into the day-to-day -day life. This can't be something that you are teaching separate from the concept, in my opinion. This is a huge element of why the Teach Further model is something that I believe so holistically in is because it immerses students in a creative themed internship that allows them to see the purpose of their learning at the forefront of the day. That to me allows them to easily start asking questions that result in them needing to have these executive functioning skills. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I love that this is something that somebody asked tips and tricks. My tip and trick would be to integrate it into the daily practice versus teaching mm-hmm. it in isolation. That would be my, my favorite tip and trick, because I want to make sure that we teach students how to be successful versus handing them the solution. Like you said, Katie, handing them the solution and expecting them to understand that you're so gracious that you did that. Right. And it's a balance. It's a balance of, you know, make sure you have the structures in place so that a student can be successful, but Mm -hmm. then allowing them to fail every once in a while and it being okay for not only you, but also for them in those minor situations so that there's some growth happening as well. Yeah, we're excited to read your comments on teaching executive functioning skills. Obviously, at every grade level, it looks different with every type of student. So excited to see if any of you have books and resources that you lean on when you need those moments, maybe even a new follow on social media so that you can learn how to be better in this area. Thank you for the listener questions. Keep submitting those to anyone on the Teach Better team. Just mention you want this to be shared on the show. We have a place that We bank all those and we'll be doing another one, I'm sure, here in the future. So thank you for all that you do, friends. Have a wonderful day. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.